0: Hello everyone, welcome to episode 5 of the Game Changers podcast. I'm Michael, this is Jeff Simon, and in today's episode we're going to be doing a little recap of the 2021 season so far. Um, There's been a few surprise packets, um, obviously some standouts and some strugglers. We're going to start with the standouts today, so... I thought we'd be starting with St George's (laughs) performances today, mate. We'll get to St George, but... We're going to start with the the standouts and the teams that are four and O or three and one, even three and O. We're filming this uh, at the time. We're filming this. Parramatta playing the Tigers later today. So four and O, we've got Penrith. Um, they've been a massive standout and a team that I personally thought it wasn't set in stone that they were just going to continue their good form from last season. And I really wanted to have a look at them um, as 2021 got started to see how the grand final loss impacted them, whether they'd whether they'd struggle, whether they'd carry on where they left off. And it does seem like they have carried on where, where they've left off, it looks like.
1: Mm. I actually tipped Penrith to... Uh, drop a few notches this year. I just thought only because um, the loss of Tamao, Mansoor, and Tedavano who were really their only experienced players. I think now the oldest player in the team's Apikorosau. Uh, so I thought they'd sort of drop a bit this year, get a bit of experience together, and then kick on in 2022. But they've um they just hit the ground running. It's actually scary to think. Of what they can still achieve, because you don't play, you don't generally play your best footy in the first four rounds.
0: Yeah,
1: um, I think that Origin might really test them, as you know. I think Cleary will be there now that Keary's is out. Jerome has a chance of playing Origin this year, and then you are going to have Capewell's going to be involved. Maybe Stephen Crichton's going to be involved. Um, if they,
0: if if he keeps up his form, one of the most impressive players. To start the season in my opinion is Brian Toll. Yeah, oh, he's been fantastic. Yeah. yeah. They they pick
2: him. in the games that I've watched them play, I mean, you know, they've they've obviously played Canterbury, um Melbourne, Canterbury, Melbourne, Melbourne the Cowboys and Manly and Manly. So, you know, they've had a pretty mm. easy run, mm. but in saying that
0: yeah. the storm game
2: they just look really big, physical fast everything they do mm. is at pace yeah. um I'd like to see them um and I'm not putting any question marks over them because obviously I think they'll be there but I just think I'd like to see them back up one or two games against the top sides back to back um you know because that for me that's a real test mm. you know if you can do it because you get yourself up right against Melbourne and then the week after they've got manly and you mm. sort of I don't know maybe they take their foot off the pedal, yeah. and you know, we know our Manly well, haven't done this year, but yeah, look, there's no question they've been impressive. And you know, it's not for me, it's not a real surprise uh, considering their draw, mm. but yeah, they'll definitely be thereabouts. I, I just I, I love the way they play,
1: yeah. You know, I think oh, the, I'm struggling to find a weakness in no, them. No,
2: you're 100%. I mean, they, mm. they run hard. I personally, and I spoke to you the other day. Simon, so, mean, I, I, about James Fisher Harris, I, I think he's the best front rower in the comp. Mm-hmm. You know, just his aggression finger. and
1: yeah. and, you know, and he a great can, worker as well. Yeah, and he can rip and tear for twenty minutes, and then they bring on that Spencer Lenny. Oh, no, just he's going to be he's he, going to be a great player. He'll play he'll play origin at least. Yeah, he's just got the crazy eyes. Yeah. yeah, he just comes on and he wants to, he wants to destroy people. He <laughs> generally
2: does definitely a definitely um, definitely be up there for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Um, Souths, there. they're 3-1. They lost round one to Melbourne. And they've backed that up with wins against the Bulldogs. They've beaten Manly and they beat... Who'd they get up against? The Roosters.
2: The Roosters, yeah. yeah. So and they've had pretty... I mean, they've had two pretty tough games, obviously, against... Um, Melbourne and the Chelsea. Melbourne and the Roosters. And, yeah. yeah. They were pretty impressive against the Roosters, I thought. I, I just, again, um, you know, probably carrying on the form from last year. Cody Walker has just... He's been unbelievable. Yeah, it mm-hmm. just feels like he's gone to another level. But yeah. when we put it into perspective, he's really playing like he did last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he just gives them so many options in attack. And, um, no, they look really strong, you know. In yeah. terms
0: of natural football ability... And um, instincts, I think there's not a better half or even player in the game than Cody Walker. He yeah. can just read a game, know where to inject himself. And he, he just has that natural footy...
2: No question, yeah, Michael. Footy but he's, talent. he's got a bit of um, he's got a bit of mongrel in him, which has yeah. cost him
1: yeah. a
2: little bit. And that's mm. been proven over the years. I just, for South's sake, I just hope it doesn't come at the wrong time. Mm. Yeah. Because, you know, without him, um, I'm not sure if they'd be as strong. Because, yeah, yeah. Well,
0: who have they got to replace him in the
2: half? You know, they've got, obviously, they've got Benji. And I just yeah, think, true. you know, obviously, with what Benji's doing at, the, at his age, I just think that when he does come on, and this is, you know, I'm not trying to be too critical, but it just seems like their attack is all over the shop because mm. they don't know who to give the ball to. Yeah. And, mm. and Benji's, if we look at it, Benji plays a lot like Cody
1: off yeah, the cuff. Yeah, yeah. and
2: You know, I just, to have them both on the field, mm. I mean, he's played dummy half. You know, but is Benji a real... You know, is he a dummy half? I don't know. I look, yeah, well, when Benji- he comes on,
0: sometimes he plays dummy half, sometimes he plays as, like, a ball-playing lock. Hmm. But I I do think... Um, like, people say... Um, the Souths are blessed to have a player like Benji Marshall if Cody Walker or Adam Reynolds go down. Hmm. And I understand the thinking behind that. But as Tigers fans... Um, and seeing Benji play for us over the last couple of years, he does have his weaknesses, especially in defence and even his attacking decision
2: making in recent mm. years. And I think, but he's done that this year as well, Michael. Defensively, yeah. he he hasn't been as strong, and South to their credit have hit him really well. Yeah, you know, um, he's made some. He's made a couple. I've watched him play, well, basically all the games he's played, and he still has those deficiencies in his game. Yeah. But because Souths are playing well, yeah. you're able to hide them. Yeah. You know, so um, you know, I, I don't know if I'd have him in my
1: seventeen, but look, obviously Wayne Bennett, I'm not gonna question yeah. his judgment. Yeah. I think the thing with South, um, and I think the reason they're going so well is with the six again rule, the game is so fast up the middle and you've got Damian Cook, Cody Walker, Latrell and even Cam Murray uh, as a 13 when he's playing in the middle they all just play front foot footy and you know you get that six again when you get those guys who just play at speed at speed mm. at speed they just they can kill sides in 10 minutes yeah
0: and just quickly back to Benji when the Tigers first signed him back at the start of 2018 they had signed Josh Reynolds as well mm. Benji was only intended to be a, a bench utility that's right and he ended up over 2019, 2020 becoming a starting half or 58. And I just think at this stage of his career, Benji Marshall isn't a 20 game starting half, but he can be of great value as a utility oh, yeah. off the bench.
1: I think you're right. I think in Southside, if you're going to keep a back on the bench, Benji's ideal because he can play six, seven you know and nine or he could slot into 13 a bit. Um, if an injury c- happens to to Cook, Reynolds or Walker, I don't think South can carry him as an 80-minute player. I just don't think he's an 80-minute player anymore. Yeah. Not at his age. age. Hmm. Fair
2: call. I yeah. just, um, you know, we look at his career and, you know, you guys have seen it a lot more than I have. I just, you know, I just think he's got a lot of errors in his game. Hmm. Obviously... You know, when South's, you know, end of season games, when it really matters, you know, he. I think his decision-making in some instances has got to be better and defensively he's got to be stronger because he'll get found out over the season. You know, the stronger sides will find that out. Yeah.
1: But, but, I mean, if you're going to roll him out in the semi and you need to try to win a game, he can Oh, do. look, he's going to be there, do it
2: yeah, it's It's rocks or diamonds.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. We've got Para. so as I said earlier, Time of filming the the Parramatta Tigers game is later this afternoon, so they're three and zero, and they've looked very impressive. Um, mm. Headlined or by their by their win against they beat the Storm.
2: Yeah, yeah they beat
0: the Storm. Severs scored the double, and I think the the main the, the, the key ingredient to their success this season has been their strong forward pack. Yeah. And Junior Paulo and Regan Campbell-Gillard, while they were very impressive last season, I think their form, the pair of them, has hit another level. And I'd also like to um, put a spotlight on Reed Marnie, who I think has always been a great defensive hooker, but I think his attacking game has gone to another level. And you see him making line breaks out of hooker that you wouldn't see him make. And that's off the back of their strong forward pack. So I think
2: that's that, a they really look very impressive. That's a really good call because I was going to talk about Reed Money, but just before I do that, Regan Campbell Gillard has been outstanding for yeah, them this year. And agree. I think one of the reasons for that is actually running straight without turning his back. Mm. He's putting a dent in the defensive line. Some somebody's obviously spoken to him. Um, and this is pretty hard, but he's, he's played... I mean, Junior Paulo's an outstanding footballer. Gives them fantastic go for But I just think Campbell Gillard has been... He's just been really good for them this year. And Rick marney has gone to another level. I, I didn't realise he was that good. Mm. He's got a bit of a kicking game. Yes. Defensively, he's strong. Um, yeah, they they look pretty good. I to be honest... <clears throat> I think Madison and Lane, their second rowers, have been very, very quiet this yeah, year. But, that's true. I mean, I've watched Para. you know, like we all have. He's, he's, um, Sean Lane last year was really good. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Offensively, a lot of errors in his game this year. Mm-hmm. You
1: know, Madison's back this week. So, you know, but they're still winning and that's all you can do. Yeah. The, my thing with Parramatta is they're not doing anything different this year that they haven't done the last five years What's that like, the pre-ling final? Yeah, top four. Yeah, and 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 there's going to be a question mark on them until they win a big semi and get into, you know, the final four or... Well, I disagree with that. There's going to be a question mark until they win a comp. Yeah. I mean, you know... They have the squad to do it.
2: As a St. George supporter, and I'm using this analogy, um, you know, there were question marks over Saints for a long time. Everybody kept saying that we had the side to win it, we had the side to win it, but Mm. they just kept falling short and, you know, they've got more than a monkey on their back. It's a gorilla. Mm. It's literally, <laughs> it it's, yeah, it's, it's a right. gorilla. And, you know, we, we've spoken about coaches and, you know, all that sort of stuff. It's all well and good to make the top four and as a supporter, you're really happy. But how often do you make the top four and, and be content? You've mm. got to go on with it. And yeah. they continue not to deliver. Um, so, you know, we talk about those sides, the two sides we've mentioned early. This Paris, I mean, this year, this the pressure's on them more than anybody. Mm. You know, the expectation, once again, is really, really high. And the supporters, you know, they just won't stop. Yeah. You know, they they need to win a premiership. And I think the window is there. I don't think they can do it this year. Um, mm. they, they have the talent. But it's got to play on their minds. It has to.
1: Yeah, I, I don't see... <clears throat> If they don't make the grand final this year, if they limp out of the semis like they have the last three, four years, I think the knives will come out for Brad Arthur.
2: Well, the question's got to be asked. Yeah. Is he going to be able to get them yeah. over the line?
1: Yeah.
2: You know, a lot of people would argue, yeah, but, you know, he's had success, they win during the season and all of that, but they've made the top four the last two years, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. and they've been bundled out twice. Yeah. And yeah. You know, the pressure's got to be mounting. Yeah. I you know. I but, you know, you, you made a point early, So I mean, that they're playing the same way mm. as what they did the last two years. I mean, I'm not sure whether they need to change that up because the game's evolving. We can see mm. that, mm. you know, um, and things have got to change there. You know, great start to the season, you know, but it all counts at the end of the year. Yeah.
0: yeah. Not wrong. We've seen, um, mentioned earlier, a few surprise packets to start the year. The one we're going to focus on today's episode is the dragons. Why? That well, might be a
2: surprise to you. <laughs> this was,
1: yeah, this was my idea, no, and they weren't a surprise to me because I mentioned in our season preview a lot of people tipped and George to come last. Uh, I had them
0: fifteenth. Yeah, and you're um, a genius, mate. Yeah,
1: and you know, we, there's still you know 20 games left, but after the first four rounds, and I I thought they'd improve. Um, when you get a new coach and I I rate Anthony Griffin you always get that or you hope to get a bounce we're going to talk about another team or two that haven't had that effect Um, (laughs) I just think Anthony Griffin I I thought he would simplify St George he's working with a lot of players that he had a lot to do with um, early in their careers in Ben Hunt Corey Norman and McCulloch Uh, and Daniel Alvaro. yeah well, Yeah, well I haven't seen him run that hard Ever. Me, ever. So... Started really well. Ben Hunt and Corey Norman, because they take up such a a large part of St George's cap, it is so important that they're playing good footy. And Ben Hunt unfortunately got injured. He'll miss a a few weeks. But Corey Norman's... You can't fault his application or his effort. um, Or Adam Clune. Or Adam Clune for the first four weeks. Um, I just think, well, Paul Vaughan's... Um, come back to a bit of form. Uh, Trent Merrin looks to have um, found some. I don't think he's ever going to get back to where he was, but um, he's adding something. Tarek Sims has improved, and Josh that's Kerr. Josh Kerr, who's a future rep player. My point is, Anthony Griffin seems to be getting the best out of this team, and in the first four weeks, yeah, their scalps have been the Cowboys' manly who a tip to, to struggle, but they belted both of them. Uh, they won against Newcastle. And my point was, I saw a couple of reports, while well, Newcastle lost their fullback and their six and seven during the game, they still had, their pack had Clemmer, Frizzell, the Saifidi brothers, Mitch Barnett. They got bashed out of that game. Newcastle got seven six tackle resets and George didn't get one. And I was I mentioned to the boys, I was watching with Michael yesterday, um, And there was a point where Newcastle were rucking it out of their own end. They got to tackle four. They were on the 20-meter line. They got a six-tackle restart. And then on the fifth tackle, they were kicking it from inside their own half. So they actually had 10 tackles and didn't get to halfway. Now, you can have Andrew Johns, you know, Billy Slater and whoever at halfback. If your forwards aren't going to march forward, you ain't going to win. And St. George's four just absolutely dominated. Tarek Sims was on a mission yesterday. Yeah, I haven't seen him
0: play that well for years. Yeah,
1: and that sparked their win, and that's why they're winning. And you know what? I don't know if they can make the eight, but they've won three games already, and there's teams like the Broncos, the Cowboys, Manly. I don't see where their three wins are coming from. So St. George, they're the big improvers for me.
2: I, I, I tipped them, obviously, at the start of the season because I'm a passionate St George supporter and I, I, I tipped him from my heart to make the eight. When Anthony Griffin was appointed, I was really, really excited mm. for two reasons. The guy's a winner and it was someone from outside the club. And It's been proven, especially with St George, that and this is no disrespect to the previous coaches, but it's been proven that St George need outside people. To be successful, because there's just too much pressure internally mm. on the coaches in the past, like Steve Price and who, ha- who have a history. At, they all played for St George, Pricey, um, uh, Nathan Brown, Paul McGregor. Um, for me, obviously, I'm you know I'm over the moon. They're they're three and one. I think the key to them is that they're running hard. They're playing direct. You know, I don't say this lightly. I watched them. I, I actually watched the game twice yesterday. Um, I haven't seen them defend like that since the Wayne Bennett days. They, I thought they bashed Newcastle yesterday. They did. You know, defensively, they were strong. I thought Blake Laurie didn't take a backward step. You know, Tariq, you mentioned Tariq Sims. Well, you know, again, with all due respect, that, that's the expectation with the salary that he's on. Mm-hmm. You know, Paul Vaughan's a state-of-origin player, you know, played nowhere near his potential last year. I don't know what was going on there last year. There was obviously, obviously issues, but, you know, he's a really good coach. And for me, the biggest difference is they're, they're playing for him. Yeah. And, you know, once players start playing for their coach, you know, you're halfway there, mm.
1: you know. Well, but, sorry to interrupt you, but... Yep. The only real change, because roster-wise, there hasn't really been a great change. They bought Jack Bird, who's coming off a couple of years of injury. He's my favourite player, by the way. <laughs> I've got a man okay, right? so, McCulloch. And you've got McCulloch, but he's replaced McInnes. You've lost McInnes. So it's basically the same squad. Yeah. But you're now you've got Corey Norman, Paul Vaughan, Tarek Sims, who have all recaptured their form from the past. Alvaro. Alvaro as well. So my point is, that's coaching. Yeah. The only real difference in St George is Griffin is there. Yeah. Just with
2: obviously we've just touched on all the positives and I, I don't want to put a downer on it, but I just think with our with our back three, if if we look at their back three compared to the top sides, I just think we lack we obviously lack size and you know, Matt Dufty makes that up with a bit of pace and obviously mm. when he's out in the open. But my only fear is that when um, when they get the ball, when they get kicked, uh, when the opposition kicks the ball down, we just don't have those big bodies mm. to, to bring the ball back like the other sides. Um, but again, you know, you've okay. got to have a player like Dufty, the, the winger. Michael, you're very good at pronunciations. please. He, he was outstanding yesterday. Yeah. I mean, the way he takes the ball back and I just think that Matt Dufty probably needs a bit more support mm. coming back from, you know, the, the, the kicks and, but look, you know, three from one. If you ask me to take that at the start of the year, I would have taken two oh, and two. You're cheering, but you know, we'll see what happens. They've got a couple of tough games coming up in power and um, and the Roosters, and yeah. we play the Warriors at home. So yeah, look, you know, some tests are coming. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah,
2: we've. we've so are we over now that we've talking about St George. Oh <laughs> no, there's a bit to go. There's a bit to go.
0: <laughs> we'll we'll discuss the strugglers. Um, one I'd like to to put a bit of focus on is the Cowboys. Cowboys I, or Cowgirls? Uh, I, I didn't I didn't think that the Cowboys would improve too much this year, but I'd say it started after I watched their game against the Gold Coast a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I saw bench forwards breaking through the line untouched. And it's not an exaggeration when I say untouched. I mean untouched.
2: I think it started before then, Michael. Yeah, probably I did. I think it started before then because we have a coach. Sorry, mate. Dragons. No, no. no. Oh, the, yeah, Cowboys.
1: the Cowboys. We,
2: we have a coach that was signed by the Cowboys mm-hmm. right, with no first grade experience other than last year. Yeah, There was enormous hype around him. Now, I need someone to explain to me, right, why a coach in his first year at a club would come out and publicly criticise his best and highest paid player in public, right, why he would do that. I'm still thinking about it now, and I'm still racking my brain. My answer to that is a coach... He hasn't earned the right to do that. Mm. He's earned, he, he he's got no points on the board to criticize. I mean, why would you want Jason Tamalala to, to worry about defense when he's the best attacking forward in the competition, if Possibly not in of all, lo- of, all of, of all time? Why would you worry about him? Why would you work him up? Why would you 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 give him that um defensively? Why would you want him to defend in the middle when you have other players to do that where it's their job? Wouldn't you try and save his energy? Yeah. I mean, maybe it's... Oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, I... We... Um,
0: me and my cousins, well, after the that round one game, we watched the... We put on the press conference and when we sort of got an inkling that he was... <laughs> he was mentioning Tal Maloli, putting a lot... Of, he was the only name that he, he mentioned and he said, oh, there's more, but... You
2: mentioned Taumalolo. So what? was he trying to make a statement?
0: I think he was, but, but I just but don't understand. You, you, He is the heart and soul of that club. Michael Morgan's in all likelihood going to retire now, which is unfortunate. But in that case, Jason Taumalolo is the heart and soul of that club. He's the only running forward in the past however many years to win a Dallium. He's he's their, their best player.
2: If you look at that press conference, Michael, he's yes. set up you know, with his chest puffed out in his first press conference, because I've watched all of them so far. Mm. He sat up there in his first press conference. He doesn't look as confident now. Well, (laughs) I was getting to that. Sat up there with his chest out, first game of the year. His last three press conferences, he he sat there and he's become very sheepish. Right? And once again, I'll touch on it again. He's coached 15 first grade games. He has not earned the right to make comments like that. And fancy getting your best player offside? Who do you think they're going to sack? Do you reckon they're going to sack 10 players before they sack him? When he's, he's, got, got, he's got
0: six years, he's
2: got seven, seven years, years left, left, left on his contract. <laughs> he's going to be yeah. lucky. Who, who have they got, Michael? Who have they got next week? They've got the Tigers. At Leica. At uh, They've well,
0: got, and then they've got no, the
2: no, Dogs. No, stop, stop there. Yeah. Stop there. Just stop at the Tigers. Yeah. I'll make a call. And you know me, Simon. I'm I am i am very prone to make outlandish mm. statements. Mm. I'll make a call now. On a Sunday afternoon. I'll make it. like our yeah. you can't beat a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> <at> Leichhardt- <laughs> I'll make a call now. If the Tigers put a number on the Cowboys, mm. I think by Monday morning they'll sack him. Because they won't have a choice. <laughs>
1: yeah. After what you did. Yep, absolutely. Well, it's happened before, mate. You know what? My my whole thing is my whole thing is if you're new to a club, so he it, it's his he's, he's gone to the Cowboys. Now, I've never been an an NRL coach, but wouldn't you think someone of Tom Malolo's stature, who is the captain, if I'm a coach, I'm thinking, I've got to get on side with him. And if I can win him over to play my way, everyone else will jump on board. Such is the respect that they have for him.
0: Yeah, I forgot he's the captain.
1: If you're offside with the captain and you give it to him in a press conference... After one week, what have you said to the... I mean, I answer that question for you? Yeah. You're Thanks. offside with everybody now. Okay.
2: I've said this to you before, privately and publicly, mm. right? We don't profess to be experts on the game. This is just a podcast from a fan's perspective. and That's it. Yeah, we love rugby league. But let me tell you something. Some coaches out there think they're actually smarter than what they are. Yeah.
1: I'm that
2: sure. is the issue. I listen to press conferences, right, and I listen to coaches and they just babble and babble and Mm. babble. Mm. Give me a Wayne Bennett press conference any day of the week. Mm. Give me a press conference where you can just answer the question. I don't want postmortems. I don't want reasons, right? I don't don't want long-winded answers. I'm not that smart. Make it simple. Mm. He has tried, right, in that press conference to outsmart himself. And you know what? It's backfired. Yeah. I mentioned before with St. George, the players are playing for him. Yeah. You watch the Cowboys. And any player that plays first grade should be, you know, I mean, you know, they've got some ability. There's Mm -hmm. no question about that. But they are absolutely horrible. Yeah. Right? He picked, I think it was two weeks ago, or may have been last week, he picked three hookers in his squad. Yeah. yeah. No, no, seriously. No, no, please. <laughs> yeah,
0: he did. Reese Robson, Ruben Cotter and... Jake Granville. Jake, Jake
2: Granville. He can't be serious, can he? Yeah. I just want to know... I want to know what was the hype about him. Can someone please explain it to me? Because there was hype.
1: Yeah.
2: You know, he told everybody he he, he got knocked back. Uh, he knocked back the, uh, the Warriors job. Well, I can assure you, and I've got this on good, good information... They offered him one year. He didn't want that because they wanted to see what he was like as a coach, hmm. right? They offered him one year. That's why he didn't take the job. He didn't knock it back. Yeah. yeah, They only wanted one year. He wanted more than that. Well, you know what? Come next Saturday or Sunday, Sunday. at Leichhardt Aval on a, sunny, <laughs> on, on a sunny Sunday afternoon at Leichhardt. <laughs> with hot dogs and mustard. <laughs> well, let
1: me tell you what, he might he, he might come back and regret that decision he's made. Well, how funny was it that when, when he did make those comments about Tom Alola, um, half of the media were on, his, were on his side and they were like, oh, you know, oh, good on him for, you know, someone had to say it and good on him and yet, oh, he's put a line in the sand. Today's the day that the Cowboys... were Have you noticed the media haven't really come out and defended him since? They've sat back now and looked at how abysmal the side is. Now we're starting to hear that Tomalolo wants out. So explain this to me. So
2: so the media are on, on this. So heck, why can we see it? Yeah. And the, the answer to that is the media once again have an agenda. Yeah,
0: That's, that's right. all they
2: want. Yeah, They have an agenda. Because half of them... They were on his side. They, supported him, they because, supported him. Because they were happy with Todd Payton. Oh, yeah, Todd Payton. I yeah. love the... You know, we love interviewing him. He calls it as you see it. Well, you know what? Media, Paul Crawley. Yeah. You know, all these journalists. Phil Rothfield, go and watch his last three media conferences and have a look and see how sheepish and embarrassed he is. Yeah. Right? And, and rightly so. The
0: rumours The rumors are, are starting, like you were going to say, Josh Maguire might be at the Dragons. Well,
2: yeah. Michael, yeah. I don't, I'm not into rumours. Yeah. Right? I'm not into rumours at all. Mm-hmm. But I would imagine with the start to their season, there would be plenty of players there wanting out. Yeah. yeah. Right? I mean, it's happened at other
1: clubs before.
2: Yeah. Right?
1: And it'll continue to happen when you're not winning. Yeah. Oh, look, I su- Michael and I support, it, support the West Tigers. It's been a decade of, of failure. Right? And, and everyone talks about the players we let go. O'Carr, Tedesco and then there's the, the the old chestnut you had Tedesco and Pappenhausen and you lost both of them, which is right Pappenhausen didn't see a way through Tedesco, I'm not going to play first grade here, I'll go to the Storm three months later Tedesco leaves, poor management that you didn't click on that Tedesco was delaying signing a contract and eventually left Tigers management abysmal but and I'm not defending the Tigers, but they seem to cop it in the press. The Cowboys, in the last six seasons, from their under-20 squad, have lost Kalen Ponga, Billy kickow Brandon Smith and Jerome Hughes. You reckon they couldn't have done with those four players last Saturday night? The end. Those <laughs> four players plus a miracle. And a different <laughs> touch. <time. laughs>
0: just, just to quickly finish up on the Cowboys, I think... It, it put into perspective how poor they were last week against a Shark side who don't have the greatest squad, but the Sharks put in every single week. Perfect. They do. And they have players like Connor Tracy, who's a utility. Mm-hmm. He's a utility back, playing in the centres, Um Young forwards, like he's giving his young, he's giving his
2: young blokes an opportunity. Toby Rudolph, yeah, and they're all Jake Williams. You know that's what it is. Let's just wait to see next Sunday. Yeah, let's see if let's see if my prophecy comes true. Yeah, Tigers better not let me down, please. We'll be there, (laughs) please.
0: Did you want to talk about Manly? Yeah, how they fared this season because they've been that have been very disappointing.
1: Yeah. Oh, my thing with Manly is um, so much of their cap is spent on DCE long term and the Treboliovich brothers. Um, it's over thirty. It's over a third of their cap. So not only you have to wonder, you have to uh, wish that their form is all on song every week, which on their pay packets it should be. Um, unfortunately. Tommy Turbo was injured preseason. Um, it's going to be another year where their highest-paid player might play three quarters, maybe a half of the season. Um, you cannot in this competition um, challenge, even really for the semis, if if you have so much of your cap out. But probably the most disappointing thing for me with Manly is the the lack of form from from Foran and Cherry Evans, um, their back line just, it looks slow. It's cumbersome. They just offer so little. They get down to the opposition 20 often, but once they're there, not only do they don't score, they don't even look like scoring. They just offer so little. And even if you want to talk about, um, high pay packets, you've got Martin to power there. Uh, a friend of the show's Josh Alloyer but he's far and away their best forward. I and read
0: and Sean, Sean Keppy has been impressive. Sean Keppy, well. yeah.
1: I actually I, actually I read, read him
0: Saturday
2: morning about Josh You did. Josh Alloy. Yeah. And obviously we've interviewed him here and I, I, I took away the friendship mm. and I said that he's been their best player. Mm. And every time he comes on they seem to be going forward. With Manly we touched on the Cowboys and we were very critical. Well, you know what? I think the Manly have been worse, if not... You reckon? I'd, no question. Mm. You know, defensively, they have been absolutely horrible. You know, Brookvale Oval used to be, or, or Lotto Land, or mm. Kino Land, whatever they call it now. <laughs> it, it it used to be a fortress. Yeah, it's not. You know, people, sides used to fear playing there. I, it just, I mean, I watch them, and it just looks like they're disinterested. <laughs> you know, they've got injuries, but so is every club. Mm. You know, and you're right... They got Turbo and they got Cherry Evans and you know they just they've just been horrible.
0: I've th- I've I've seen and I, and I even up until last year I thought Daily Cherry Evans was a, was a very good footballer and he was he's still because obviously it might have changed because COVID didn't allow for international football. But Daily Cherry Evans is the incumbent Australian Test halfback. Yeah, mm. and even up until last year. I thought he would put the team on his back and do his best to try to get Man to victory. This season, he's been noticeably poor, and yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Like, well, he hasn't had bad.
2: much help from Kieran Foran. I mean, I watched Kieran yeah. Foran, you know, on, on Friday night or Thursday night, and I watched him against... His last play options are horrible. Yeah. Mm. You know? Like, he's been... I'm not going to question him, because he's been a fantastic player. I mean, injuries have crueled him, but... My God, they put, have they put all their eggs in one basket with him? Well, we saw the debut of Josh Schuster last year. He's a year. 5'8". He's an out-and-out out 5'8". Yeah,
1: and they're to accommodate foreign we're playing Schuster in the back row. And yes, he's, and he's a, trying hard. Yeah, and he's playing well. And he's a big body and he doesn't shirk his task. But you accommodated and. He's offered nothing to that side. Yeah. What happens? I feel
0: sorry for the kid because he's playing in the back row, doing his absolute best, and, and it's just
1: yeah. Yeah, sorry. Um, another signing they made was was Jason Saab. Now, now this is where I feel the problem is at Manly. Whether it's you know close enough is good enough. Now, Jason Saab is like ten foot tall. They were playing Penrith. Manly put up an attacking kick. To his wing, Brian Tottle, who's not six four, <laughs> he's like a foot shorter, outleapt him, took the ball and ran off. And I'm sitting there going, Well, Brent, you don't really ruck it out too hard. If you're if we're not going to use your height as an advantage, what's your role in that side? Well, I'll tell you what it is, Simon.
2: The conjecture regarding him leaving St. George, St. George didn't hes- hesitate yeah. in letting him go. And you know, again. You know, to play first grade, you've got a bit of have a bit of ability, but I mean, he's a big body. Yeah. If you notice when he runs, he turns his back. Yeah. Right. You know, I look at Manly and I look at Des Hasler, and his record speaks for itself. Right. He, he hasn't had much success over the last few years, but I just think when you're a coach and and you're struggling, you you tend to look for your plays that you've relied on over the years instead of trying to blood some new players put them in new positions he's just he's clutching at straws yeah. hoping hoping that Kieran Foreman might produce i mean Dylan Walker at fullback he's not a fullback no. dylan no. walker is a center yeah. i think he played he played new south wales professor yeah, yeah he, he did yeah he's a center you know and they they're struggling and you're right Simon where's where's their next win coming from mm. you know, maybe the cowboys maybe the broncos yeah yeah who knows? And
0: they've—I've just got their their roster up here. They've got Tom Trebojevic and Jake Trebojevic signed until the end of
2: 2026. Well, Tom, Tom, Tom uh, Jake Trebojevic has gone backwards, yeah. but. That comes from confidence because he's a quality well, player. Yeah, I, I feel sorry for
1: Jeff yes, Chibri, which absolutely I do? because he's stuck doing a whole lot of tackling. That yes. there's a couple other props in that side yeah. who who shirk. No question. And he's left to do that mess. And yeah, yeah his running games disappeared. Yeah, and I, I just think it's because he's got no gas left because yeah. he's just working too hard in D.
0: Yeah, Jeff, did you want to? Yes, please. Yeah. Yes, please. Well, which side? Which side do you want to
2: discuss? I want to. I want to discuss Canterbury. Go for it. I want to preface by saying that if you viewers want to go back to our may have been our first or second podcast, Mm -hmm. I question the the signing of Trent Barrett. You did, yes. If you're a team that's been in the doldrums for a long time, my personal opinion is that you need an experienced coach with a bit of credibility and success. Mm -hmm. They've pinned their hopes on Trent Barrett. Okay, the guy's been blessed. Now, he's been credited with Penrith's attack. Tell me if I'm wrong here. Is their roster, is Canterbury's roster better than what it was last year? Yes. Okay. Now, poor Dean Pay, right? Yeah. They tried their heart out, Canterbury, last year. They still do. They still do. Okay. They tried their heart out. They have absolutely nothing in attack what they are actually boring oh yeah they it's like watching paint dry yeah now it's like in, his, do, it's press like in yeah. his press conference in his press conference treb barrett said oh i know what's wrong with my attack but i'm not telling you well you don't need to tell me mate <laughs> you actually <laughs> don't need you actually don't need that. to tell me anything <laughs> right. because i ain't that stupid yeah and neither are you two yeah I want to know once again what is the hype about these young coaches. Yeah. What is it? I'll say I'll, I'll make another outlandish statement. Right? They're going to give him till the end of the year. Right? Then they get out a car and Matt Burton, mm. right? Whether they I mean whether they're going to improve more, I don't know, but I'll say this. If they don't improve next year, he won't get another first-grade job ever
1: again. He's had two no, chances. No, he won't. No, he he's won't. had two chances. Yeah. My, my thing with Canterbury, do you think sorry do you think I'm being too harsh? No, no, no I don't. My, with Canterbury, we all said you know, last year, yeah, they were very pedestrian. like they, they couldn't score more than ten or twelve points a game. And but we always see you know, they played their heart out. They played, and I thought that was a good base for them to kick off this year. When you add Flanagan, who's actually a, a halfback, and Nick Kotrick, so now they've got a bit of strikeout wide. Uh, Jack Hetherington had a good year uh, on loan at the Warriors, so I thought he'd be a good I've got to say, he's been, he's been really good for them. Yeah, so I thought you will see a natural. And I said at the start of the year, I think they'll win six or seven games, and then with the addition of Burton and, and Addo Carr, I thought you know they'll challenge next year. They're not playing any better than the squad, the weaker squad that Dean Pay used to trot out every week. Now, okay, the fans were up in arms, oh, Dean Pay! oh, he's not picking this guy. He had nobody to pick. He, He had, there was no superstars in reserve grade or the under 20s that he could bring in to fix the mess that he inherited. So now we've given him a bit of quality, but we've, we've told him he's got to go. So, where's the media in all of this, Simon? Well, I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I, I
0: agree because when, when Trent Barrett first got signed, I remember the the sort of rumblings around rugby league circles were he struggled at Manly, it's a poor signing. And then as the preseason went on, people started thinking, oh, no, look, Trent Barrett. He,
2: because they were talking about Penrith's attack and it yeah, was the attacking And the media poker. just kept. Trent
0: Barrett, he's a good coach, he's done this, he's done that. And people's opinions started changing from when it was first, from when he first signed off no basis, off no games played.
2: As a St. George supporter, I can tell you, Trent Barrett (coughs) was a media darling. darling. (laughs) Very rarely copped any criticism. Hmm. I'm not questioning his playing ability. I have my own views on that, right? But he was a protected species with the media. Where are they now? Can someone explain to me, where are they now? Why isn't he being
1: questioned? Yeah, which I'll go further on to your point. As I said, last year and for the last few years, the, their attack has been has just been non hardly existent. As I said, we've got Flanagan and Kotrick. I forgot, they also signed Corey Allen as well. Now, Who was last magnificent
2: year. for South Slash. Yeah, last year. but they
0: played well in State of Origin.
1: They've played three games... And have not scored a point. But do you know what's even worse? Though so they actually haven't looked like they scoring. They don't look like scoring. So I don't know where the problem is. But he's got to be. A, I mean, if they had started the season none and four, but you know they were into games and and you know what I mean, and they're competing and that. But they've been blown away everywhere. Twenty-eight nil, thirty-eight nil. It's it's not getting better. And, and as you said, he says in press conferences, oh, it's not an easy fix. Well, when's the next time you're going to score a point? Yeah, he says it's not, sort of, but he knows what the problem is. Well, you know what? If you know what the problem is, you're getting paid to fix that problem. And Fix it. if they're not careful, if they go through another four or five weeks of not winning a game and, and not scoring points, Carr, and Burton are going to say, oh, well, Burton might say, you know what? I'm going to just stay on the bench here at Penrith. But don't you think they're saying that now? They might
2: be. Mm-hmm. You think they're saying that now because all it's going to take. Think about this, especially for Matt Burton. Mm. It's going to take one serious injury from Penrith, yeah. and they're going to throw him in, and then he'll play first grade every That's week, right. and he'll get used to winning, right?
1: Which he already is, and he's going to start. He's going to start to second guess himself. Mm. But I did say in our season preview, I said the signing of Trent Barrett buys the dogs a bit of time because the media love him, and they'll go they'll go easy on him. Three games with zero. Let's see how long they...
2: I I opened the paper. I think it it, it, it was a Sunday yesterday. get confused. Mm. I opened the paper yesterday. There was not one bit of criticism. Why? (laughs) Why? (laughs) Why? Because he's a good bloke. So am I, mate. (laughs) You you two still give me a bit of stick. (laughs) Um, We'll wrap it up there. I Um, thought we were going to talk about the greatest winger of all time. Yeah, can we yeah, please just touch that. on that very let's quickly. That. Greatest winner of all time. Yeah, Brett, Brett Morris. Ah, oh, Brett Morris. Please, yeah, please. Can please. we just quickly? Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, I've I've said since round one that their their game in round one that I think that the way he's playing now, Brett Morris, is the best winger I've ever seen. And obviously, this Ken Irvine who scored the most tries. But even speaking to people that did watch Ken Irvine play. They think that Brett Morris's power, his smoothness in the way he runs the ball. Mm. I think he's just the perfect winger, and he turns thirty-five this year. And and, and in a in an era where wingers are six foot three,
2: 106 kilos, mm. monsters, he's he's outshone them all. Simon, so, mean, we've been watching football. Or I have. For, mm. I'm, I'm 53. Mm. I've been watching footy for, for 40 years. Mm. As an educated, yeah, I'd like to think, and as an educated supporter, I've seen some great wingers. You know, Eric Gray. The thing that stands out with Brett Morris, it's a few things. It's his longevity,
1: consistency, yeah.
2: consistency week in week out. I remember when he first debuted for St George. You know, I'd be holding my head in my hands hoping that he wouldn't drop the ball because, Mm. you know, he had suspect hands to start off with.
0: And that's just buffering to think about now.
2: It's just not the runaway tries. It's just the fact that he can get over the line with players around him. He is, without doubt, for me, the best winger that I've ever seen overall. Mm. And you know what? We look at families and brothers and father. Like, let's put it in perspective. Between him, his brother, and Slippery, his father. Mm. It's a remarkable record.
0: Yeah,
2: it true. is just unbelievable. Did
0: Slippery play for Australia as well? Yes, he did as a
2: halfback though. But
1: then ended up on the wing.
2: Then ended up on the wing and mm. scored over 100 tries. He's one of my favourite players.
1: Yeah.
2: It's just a remarkable achievement. And you're right, he's 35
1: and it just feels like he's getting better. Yeah, He doesn't he he take a backwards step. No. We debuted, I think, in 06... I think it was 2006 he yep. debuted. We're working on how many tries has he scored? I can get it up. Yeah, we, we've worked yeah, out... I hope <laughs> you can get it up. <laughs> we've worked it out that he scored basically 12 or 13 tries a year for about 15 years in a row. Well, and how do you he, do that? He
0: debuted in 06 and he's played 273 games. Thanks, Mito. And, and scored 174 tries.
1: That is just a remarkable but record. The thing is, in that time... We've had other wingers come through just in his career. I mean, we can go back and we can, you know, look at Eric Groth and, and the great wingers of the. Glenn yeah. Sandy. <laughs> and yeah. Kerry Bose there. But then in the meantime, just during his career, we've had like semi Rendrandra come on the scene and oh, he's, you know, probably one of the great. Then Mike Sue, oh, he's great. And even to a extent, you know, Taniella Tuiaki, wow. Lottie Takiri. Lottie Takiri, Wendell Saylor. You know, they've all had these great careers, but f- like you said, as for longevity and just consistency and being able to score 12 or 13 tries a year and just the stuff he does out of dummy half at his age, running it out of the... Like, even last night we watched, the Warriors put in a, a good kick into the year and goals that went deep into the And he, he, he got it out. No other would have done that. And no other, no other winger wing would have done that. that. I am, yeah, I'm, hands down, the best winger the game's ever I made seen. a comment a few years ago that Semi-Red Raja...
2: Please say it for me.
0: semi raja
2: When I saw him play those two years, I thought to myself, I, I, I'm looking at probably the best winger. Hmm. But again, I'll come back to the longevity and what he's done in the game, it's just... It's unheard of. And yeah, I'm glad we spoke about it. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. deserves it. Terrific.
0: 18 tests, 15 origin matches. Are
2: you trying to get a job with Channel 9 or something, <laughs> mate? <laughs> They get hacked again, yeah. So, yes. I won't get her. Right. All right, I think
0: that's it. We're done. Yeah. Um, where me and my dad were both interested to see how the Tigers go this afternoon. Hope to make para three and one, not four and zero. Oh, but so am I. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll a see. very strong side. Um, we'll see you next week with a special guest. And
2: unfortunately, yeah. you couldn't make it this week due yeah. to uh, the Easter, Easter break, but is definitely coming next week yeah
0: That's see see you then
2: bye guys